Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Naturally, people want to open up. And I think if you give them a safe enough space and you show vulnerability, which you do naturally, then it makes them comfortable to also do the same. I think sometimes a lot of podcasts feel very like formal, but if you show up with vulnerability and you show up with honesty and you show up in a way that's like, let's be real together, they will get there. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. We just had our interview and you were about to listen to a conversation amongst friends in the creator space, both working in tech and it's really exploring the next iteration of what podcasting looks like to me and and the psychology of being in the creator space and having a creator business and being in the tech world and success and all these things. Sarah, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself here at the end so people understand who it is they're listening to as they listen to the conversation we just had? Absolutely. My name is Sarah Mangesha. I am the head of community at Creator Now, and I've been in the creator tech world for a little over 10 years now. And the most beautiful thing about this conversation, and that we're doing it in whatever order we want, why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can cuss, but... You can. Great. <laughs> Life is short, and doing what fulfills us and really finding what true meaning looks like and true joy looks like is so powerful. Yeah. And so this has already nourished me. It's the end of the day on a Thursday, and I'm feeling very nourished. I'm like, I could go and do anything Aww. now. And I think that's beautiful. I feel nourished, too. Yeah. yeah. And... For lack of a better placement of this, yes. uh, before they start to listen to the whole conversation we just had, for people to cyberstalk you, where can yes. they connect with you? On all things. LinkedIn, my name, Sara Mangesha. On all socials, it's at Sara Mangesha. And it will be in the show notes as well. Yes. So come find me. I love connecting with people. Or if you're in the music scene in LA, I'm usually at a lot of shows. If you're a creator, you'll find me online too. Amazing. And enjoy our conversation. (laughs) And it was a music studio and it was really cool, but it didn't feel, I felt like I was in someone else's place and Mm -hmm. I was setting up, whatever. But it was fine. I felt fortunate. It was right by my house. Yeah. But I was still feeling really burnt out. I'm like, what am I doing? And so Thursdays are my recording day and Dave set up the studio. I mean, I brought all my gear because I was paranoid. Yeah. And it's funny because the last time I truly had my own space was before COVID. And so my favorite things to do would be one guest coming and the other one leaving and then meeting each other. Like yeah. all these things. But like I haven't done it in so long. Yeah. 
that I'm like, oh, I didn't block out the time right or I didn't update the calendar. It's like you're getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. Like I'm like or and when I was interviewing Karina and I'm going to be doing this with you, too. I had her on the We Are Tech and Women in Tech podcast. And normally for my editor's sanity, I do the Women in Tech first. Yeah. And then I do LA specific. And then he mixes like both for We Are LA Tech. But because my brain is trying to remember all the questions, LA and then women and then LA and then mm-hmm. this. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I just want to give his editing time. You know what I mean? Like, it's so messy. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, it's funny. But I am, I had my team call this morning and I am liking it Good. like better because I, on my team call, I was like, because I just don't like pot. That's why I wanted to interview you. Yes. Because like I adore you. I adore you. And I just like don't like podcasting right now. Yeah. And so I love Karina. So I was like, do you want to do it? And so, yeah, it's interesting. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I feel good. And then, you know, Dave has all these lights. I don't, I mean, I don't even use the video. Yeah. Gray space. Yeah. That little lounge area for people to sit at and wait. Right. Like even that. Even that. Like just, I like got myself coffee. And that. that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great right. experience. And the D put up the We Early Tech and the thing that was so cool. Perfect. Yeah. 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 This is a great coming back into the swing of things and getting like a routine like every Thursdays. Like that's exactly yeah. what you need. Like that flow, that rhythm. Yeah. And then just like building on that rhythm. 100%. Yeah. He has his baseline, but obviously it's not like, it's like yeah. still very corporate yeah. vibe. And so Rose, who did my office last time, she like sent over sketches of like what it could look like and what we should get. And, and Dave's like, yeah. And, you know, so I feel like this is 1.0. Yeah. And in no time, it will be like 2.0 because I'm still like, am I still a podcaster? Yeah. It's tough because you are. I'm really bored of my own questions. But this is what I think about you. Like you're an inquisitive person, which makes it easy for you to be a great podcast host Mm. because you're so curious about people Mm. and about how things work and about community. Yeah. Even when you're not interviewing people, you're like curious about them, Mm. you know, like, yeah, just like pull something in the conversation. When I naturally, yeah, 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 yeah. more naturally to you than most people. Yeah. So in my mind already, I'm like, and people open you know up to you it easily. Too. It's like when I started, though, 2013, 14 podcasting wasn't like popular like it is now. So when I see people now like Bobby Altov, so interesting, Alexandra Cooper, and I see all these people that I admire, I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like genuinely, this is what I was thinking on the team call this morning. I don't think I told the guys what makes my podcast genuinely worth listening to i understand that the women in tech podcast is about feeling empowered as a woman and seeing what's possible i get i get the missions that i created and i also understand that we are the tech is about bringing the community together but like actually like when i'm having the actual interview yeah what can i bring now as an interviewer when there's so much there's like so much content that actually makes this show worth listening to beyond the mission of the show and i'm struggling with that at least for the women's side there's so many almost like hidden truths that we all kind of like whisper and talk about yeah but we don't openly talk about yeah so i think in that lane there's so much to communicate and so much to share yeah like you were saying even on that panel where the last question was like what area do you feel you're you're feeling at 
That was like, I was so like, oh, that was a clutch question. And what a powerful thing for everyone to say, yes, I have something that I'm failing at. Because yeah. I think everyone's trying to avoid failure, but it's inevitable. Yeah. And we're all dealing with it at different capacities and at different times. Yeah. And I think being able to open up and share that and have a safe space to share that. Yeah. You know, failing at something doesn't make you a failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Failing and learning from it also makes you a huge success. Like, those are important things. So, like, holding space for that is so important. Mm. Too many people are like, oh, my God, let's talk about this milestone and this thing you did. Yeah. And then I think the audience feels so far away from it. Yeah. Because they're like, how am I going to get there? This doesn't sound like it sounds aspirational. Yeah. It just doesn't sound attainable. And you're just like, oh, it's just so far I reached. Yeah. And I think we need more of those conversations of, yeah, it's these times are going to suck and these times are great. Yeah. I'm doing great in this thing. I wish I was doing better here or I have to find ways yeah. to balance it out. What does that look like? It's what I really admire about the Diary CEO podcast. Do you have any guys on that one? He's so, his questions are so thoughtful and 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 there's such vulnerable conversations. I don't, like I'm having severe imposter syndrome. Like I don't know how to get there or be that. Yeah, I'm just having a lot of imposter syndrome. I'm like, why show up to the mic? I don't particularly like remote podcasting because of all the tech difficult. Like, yeah. there's no tech problems right now. Like, yeah, your recorder, you press power, it's like fine. And yeah. actually, it's fine in person. Sometimes you'll get a problem with like a, a wire, like making a buzz in the right. switch the wire, yeah. but it's super easy. Yeah. Fucking remote. It's like, can you hear me now? Is the internet working? Hello, hello. Did that? It's like, oh my gosh, like, I can hear myself back. I just, I can't. Yeah. energy in person. Yeah. I mean, you can just like connect. Yeah, that's true. And there's like the little behind the scenes moments where you're like, I just want to. Yeah. Play, yeah. Which feels great. Yeah. We used to do this thing back in the day with Zocalo's called um, In the Green Room. Yeah. And it was a, almost like a podcast, like quick, like 20 questions. Yeah. With all the hosts, like before they went on stage for a panel. Yeah. And it was just like meant to be fun. Yeah. Like an icebreaker. Like what are the three books by your bedside? Yeah. Now? Like just really chill yeah too overwhelming but it was just really beautiful to get the host to be a human and then they can go up and talk about whatever topic we're talking about yeah yeah yeah. it's like graffiti or politics or whatever it was and it was just really nice yeah you know and i think sometimes we take the word podcasting too seriously Mm, maybe i now take the word podcasting too seriously yeah and like i think of you know armchair experts and all these different people who are like you know yeah. cross like on their sofas or like it's so yeah conversation you know let it flow have fun with it what are the five things you're curious about someone most likely other people are curious too but being really real like so many conversations are been there done that when i was a new entrepreneur mm-hmm. there wasn't wordpress there wasn't an HBO show. Right. There wasn't everyone trying to like it yeah. was an underground world that was epically awesome. Yeah. I was probably a nerd to everyone. Yeah. As we all were as yeah. like founders. But like, I mean, I don't even know if I knew the word founder. You know, it was like everything was exciting and new. I was one of the first people to Twitter, one of the first yeah. people to YouTube. It was just yeah. fucking exciting. Now I feel like everyone just talks about fucking AI or like Elon Musk or like something. It's just like I feel like most of the conversations are generic or corporate or most of the people just want to be on something for like social media clock. I just it's not why I got into tech or why I started or why I became a creator. And so I'm not interested 
in the kinds of conversations that people are typically having. And I don't know what questions to ask to have a conversation that feels good for me that I feel adds value to an audience. I would say this is a good tip that back when I was like writing, my editor told me, yeah, do a fun brainstorm about a person. You know, like what are things about this person that you find interesting? Like the school they went to, the country they grew up in, the career path they mm-hmm. took. Because sometimes people have the most quirky things, like they studied English literature and yeah. they're now working in tech. You're like, how yeah. did this happen? Yeah. You know, and you just like brainstorm about the person. Like, what are some five quirky, random things about a person? Yeah. And like, let's figure out how they got to where, because like everyone has like a beginning story, similar to what you were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like early adopters. There are people who are the early adopters. And then there are the people like me who are like, I really don't want to be in tech. And suddenly I find my way in tech. Yeah. How did we all get to that stage? We all yeah. got to it in different ways. I was talking to men the other, like, two weeks Yeah. Ago, but I physically, I knew him from Clubhouse. And then I physically met him on the panel. And I was like, I know you. Yeah. And then we, like, met up for coffee. Oh, isn't he and lovely? The most amazing yeah. man. But it was one of those things where, oh, yeah, you were, like, a monk. And you're studying, like, you know, your path into tech is different. And that's what makes you interesting. Mm. I think everyone who's like, oh, there's this bro I path. he was a monk. Yeah. You should talk to him about it. <laughs> I need to have these conversations. Yeah. yeah. But it's like everyone is so different and like the things they study, the passions they have and tech is a tool and that's all it is. AI is a tool. Yeah. Social media is a tool. It's the people behind it. And that's why I remember like early days Clubhouse, so beautiful. Yeah. Because the tool of like being connected to people is beautiful. Yeah. But it's the people behind the tool that really bring the magic. So like the Lion King musical, like all these different yeah. things, the people who came It's true. It. It's all about the culture. Yeah. Min invited me to a dinner party. Amazing. It was really cool. It was a few people just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't smart enough to participate in the conversation. Mm. I'd only paid attention to one area of my life, mm. business and startups. And here they're having a conversation about philosophy just everything i feel like that in general now i feel like i don't know everything feels surface level and everything doesn't feel real like for example like i could have a perspective on something because i heard something on a website or or saw something on it or whatever but is that real or was that just like somebody fabricating a headline and so what am i really contributing to a conversation when really what i know isn't actually fact or do I actually know anything or do any of us know anything? So it just kind of feels all conversations are, are pointless. It's got, kind of like what I was talking to you about before earlier today is everyone goes up in arms over Elon Musk charging, you know, $5 for Twitter or whatever. And then they quickly forget, but like ev- it was everybody's conversation or even, you know, when COVID happens and how in Los Angeles, how people are handling the city. So everyone's like, I'm leaving here. I'm out of here. And there's a mass exodus to Austin. And then now everybody, tons of people, you know, it's like everything feels so what flighty feels like nothing has substance. Yeah. So I don't know. This conversation right now feels meaningful to yeah. me. And I feel it like in my body. It's how I determine when I enjoy something authentically. I feel I feel feel it in my chest in my cells and i'm like yes yeah like it's this like energetic yes yeah and i don't feel it very often anymore and i really pay attention when i do 
right now I'm aware that I'm recording and I'm also aware that I didn't put the headphones on or anything, but it's because I'm like feeling really in it. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. Even if we're a little more distance, fucking Adobe Enhance will save the day. Well, I knew and I was even going to say this when we started. I'm just going to trust in us that will guide the way to the conversation and kind of experiment with myself of like where I want to go because the thing that matters to me most in my life right now is being well yeah and vulnerability really being well and living a creative life and being driven yeah and conversations outside of being well living a vulnerable life and being driven don't really interest like I don't care about AI and I don't care for your fear mongering yeah go away you know and the other day I was at I I go to very few events I just don't care to go to many events but there's a small handful of people that I really respect so I'll go to their events so there's one guy you probably know him Scott I can't think of Scott's last name right now but um with combinations he has this mixer in Venice and somebody was saying what's your focus or something like that i said something like i don't remember my exact words but i said something like my focus is being well oh i remember what i said yeah they're like what's your focus i said living joyously and i meant it that is literally what i'm I thinking about saying it and i'm like yes that's very much an esprit thing yeah and she's like no but really i'm not being sassy yeah. living joyously that's what i'm thinking about yeah, yeah but what are you after and i'm like yeah living joyously and so it's like this weird there's um this thing i was talking to someone about recently about like intentionality and yeah and grouping and bringing people together because the conversations can go in a specific direction when you yeah. bring people together who are very much about like networking business making the connection making the deal yeah that room and that energy changes so quickly yeah versus when you bring this intention of like we are going to be disconnected at this event the point of this event is to have like meaningful conversation. Yeah. We're not trying to figure out people's titles and where, what, you know, round they're in. Are yeah. They fundraising. We're not trying to figure all that out. That. Just trying to be here together. Totally. With the intention of being vulnerable and sharing. Fuck. Yeah. This is why I'm proud of and love We Are LA Tech. That is yeah. what everything I do stands for. But uh, luckily, like I curate it really well within We Are LA Tech, but in the outer world or day-to-day living or even in the podcast when I'm having people, it just, I just care about vulnerability and not in a woo-woo way. I yeah. can't even describe it. And it, and I want, honestly, Sarah, like I want to be Stephen, what is it, Bar, Bar, Barrett? Or is it Barlett? Yeah, the area Barlett. It's something, yeah. With Diary of a CEO, I watch his interviews yeah. and I admire him so much. Mm. And he creates such useful conversation for the audience it's shot in such a beautiful way it the lighting the setup the angles everything the audio is great i would say i don't i can't i'm not as good as him you are and i've been doing this for 10 years and i feel like if i'm not as good as him what's the point of me showing up so i think just in that what you said you started this conversation by saying like oh i'm not sure what i want these conversations and these podcast sessions to be like or to but, continue to be yeah, yeah to continue to be but as you were talking and talking about him and like this feeling and the importance of vulnerability like i would say there's like three pillars already that you're kind of hinting at yeah like, regardless of who comes onto this pod like you want vulnerability yeah you want connection yeah 
and you want like this level of honesty. Yeah, I do. You know, like, yeah, but will people like do that? No, I think people would. How I need to lead them there. You and I are like built the same. Yeah. You and I will go there. Yes. And that's why I was particularly excited. I didn't even think about it before you got here. When we sat down, I was like, oh, wait. I can experiment with her. I can yeah. figure out what kind of conversation. Yes. I don't think people will go there. Or or no, I think they would go there. But if I had the... I think you could lead them there. I'm not as good as him. I think you are. He's so great. Like, he's so... Even Alexandra Cooper. Their interviewing styles I admire so much. And I just... I think it's... it's a I'm experiencing, like, intense imposter syndrome. But I know you can get there. I think you just need to let people, like, just let them go. Because naturally, people want to open up. And I think if you give them a safe enough space and you show vulnerability, which you do naturally. Yeah. Then it makes them comfortable to also do the same. I think sometimes a lot of podcasts feel very, like, formal. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, I'm going to button up and be, you know, yeah, energy. Yeah. But if you show up with vulnerability and you show up with honesty and you show up in a way that's like, let's be real together. Yeah. And you leave space for other people to show up in the same way, they will get there. You know, we I wonder if I experiment even with this next interview today yeah. with someone I don't know. Because I do show up in a really specific way, like yeah. this buttoned up thing, even though it's not my Yeah. I start out and I'm like, you know, do my intro and then I ask yeah. them the tech questions. I would say go personal. There is this um, thing when I was a camp counselor many years ago where we would say, get to the yolk. So we would consider yeah. each kid as like a, an egg. Yeah. <laughs> and each kid, like the minute you meet them, there's a huge hard shell. Yeah. And it's going to take you a moment to like crack that shell and get closer. Yeah. And then you have, you know, all the lovely egg white and you're trying to like weed through the egg white to get to the yolk. Yeah. And the yolk is the area that you're like, this is the thing. This is what we're trying to get to. But it takes a minute to get there. So like right off the bat, you can't jump in being like, what is your deepest fear? You know, mm-hmm. but you start off by like, you and I could ask that. We're yeah, like, we're here. Like, we're in the show. We're like ready to get <laughs> like everyone else. It's like, okay, they're probably still in the carton. <laughs> yeah. Like you're still like, okay, let me open the carton. Let's get the egg. Let's just come through the shell. And like for some people, the process takes a little bit longer to get to that point. And I think for the panel that you mentioned, having it be the last question was probably great mm. because they already were on this panel where they shared all the things they needed to share yeah the panel with we were talking about it before with women executives mm-hmm. who someone asked the question what's one area in your life that's getting missed yeah and everyone surprisingly shared openly and vulnerably and i asked some of the other attendees they were like that's my favorite part i'm like exactly. it was my favorite part exactly because it's the most relatable part yeah you know regardless of what field you're in we can all relate to that part. Yeah. We can relate to struggle, to striving, to imposter syndrome, to success, mm. whatever that looks like. Like We can all recognize that. Yeah. And so regardless of what field someone's in, what phase in their life they're in, that's something that feels real. Mm. And if we can get more to those real moments and real conversations and what it feels like when we're in those moments. Yeah. What it looks like to come out of it, what it looks like to work towards something. Yeah. That's the true conversation. And I think we just need more of those conversations. Part of it is that I don't, as you're talking, I'm like, yes to vulnerability, yes to connectivity. I don't know mm-hmm. today 
now having been a founder for several years, et cetera, what I'm curious about anymore, other than being well. And being well to me does not mean anything woo-woo. No, no, no. It just means literally like, okay, what I've learned about success in my journey has been so many of my peers, because I've been around long enough, have hit the billions or whatever. I'm sure so many of your peers too. Like everybody has a different stack of cards, but in the tech industry, you get the, the handful that like, you know, strike it rich and have their company acquired. Anyway, I've found that in celebrities and in tech founders who have done really well financially, it does not equate to I'm happy. And so that's been really fascinating for me because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. My entire career I've been after, you know, stacking up the dominoes uh, uh, or stacking up the cards of money and like, you know, being on the cover of all these magazines. And you're telling me I do all these things. It's not like, you know, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to figure out joy today because that's actually what's successful also i've seen people lose everything so i'm fascinated by how to feel joyous in a driven life yeah that's what i think about all the time it's what i think i think about my own habits i work myself like okay so before this i scheduled a stretch lab i don't know if you've been yeah it's amazing and it's crazy how tired I get after stretch lab and it feels like an exorcism. I didn't even know how to, because I went in stressed out, wound up, irritable, Mm -hmm. and I didn't go to relax. I just, I go because I work out. So I want to, it's part of my recovery thing. And then Jenya, who's amazing in Venice, does her thing. And I'm like, I went to some other dimension and I'm practically like asleep Mm -hmm. on the, on the, as she's stretching. And then afterward, I felt, well, I felt exhausted. And I was like, how am I going to do all these interviews? <laughs> and then I was like, this is probably great because I'm going to go into my interviews so calm and open and, and more joyous than I had arrived at the stretch session. And that I would allow myself to get to a place where I'm sleep deprived, irritable, adrenaline fueled. What I love so much about Stretch Lab, including this session, is phenomenal. But what I love so much is like I have like a a pause of awareness of what I'm doing to destroy myself. Right. And before, meaning the years that I've been a founder, it'd be like destroy, destroy, destroy. But not on purpose. I was just like drive, 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 hustle, hustle, grind, grind, and like mm-hmm. not stop thinking I needed to do it to win. And now it's oh wait, shit, I'm doing it again. Yeah. I'm destroying myself which does not equate to a joyous life, which does not equate to being successful. Mm -hmm. This is not the path I want. And I wasn't even aware that I was on my old path again. How scary. I have a podcast event tonight. And one of the questions that came up for me when I was in the stretch session was, what can I say no to today? Mm, Because I was so tired. Great question. So I'm like, I'm not going to this podcast event tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go home. I'm not going to work out tonight. I'm going to go home. I'll probably work on the computer or something because I want to get some stuff done. But I'm going to go eat. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to put on bed clothes and wash my face early. Like, what can I say no to? Because why am I running around this world 
fueled by adrenaline when I'm about I'm on the verge of crashing. There was this moment. I was 29 at the time, but I was like, as I was getting ready for 30, I was yeah. these like years of reflection. You know, this happened when I was 25. It happened again at 30. Where I was like, how can I look at this past 25 years? Yeah. And then when I was at turn, getting ready to turn 30, I was like, okay, let me review the past five years and then, you know, beyond. And what are some things that just don't serve me? And one of the biggest things I had a realization about is there's certain events that don't serve me. I yeah. was very similar to you where I said yes to a lot of things. I went to a lot of things. And then I started taking stock and thinking, did that like give me positive yeah. energy afterwards or did I yeah. completed? Did it move forward any relationships? Like, did I go to this event where there was like 60 people? Yeah. Did I have at least one meaningful conversation that yeah. went deep? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if the answer is no, then I'm like, then it meant nothing to go to this event. 100%. I could much rather gone and met up with four other people yeah and had deep conversations yeah and as the events stack up and the days stack up i can't even recall some of the events i went to yeah and then at the end of it you're just thinking like okay what was the point of that yeah you know what came of it yeah and could have i could have done something else i could have been resting i could have been sleeping i could yeah. have been like hanging out with one person i care about and yeah i'm um, um, like built onto our relationship yeah and those were more important to me of like, oh, that's what I care about more. Mm. And that's where I want to put my energy into because, yes, it's putting energy into it, but I come out feeling so yeah, rejuvenated. And that's important to me. I want to feel rejuvenated after these things. That's what success is. Success is mm-hmm. how we feel. Yeah. It's funny. I just put on the headphones, which then like psychologically made me feel I, I have to like show up. Mm. And it made me feel like a disconnect all of a sudden. Because now I feel like I have to perform. I don't enjoy myself. It's yeah. like immediate, like, oh, I don't want to perform anymore. But that's how I feel about suits. I had to wear suits for a long time when I first got out of college and yeah. the career I was in. And same thing, like you put it on and you feel a certain way and you show up in a certain way. And you're like, oh, it's not the authentic version of me. Yeah, like I've yeah. been authentic this entire conversation. Yeah, I'm on the headphones and now I feel like removed a little bit. Yeah, for a second. Through a, yeah. Until I uh, called myself out because I don't want to be removed. I'm really proud of my work. Mm. Really deeply proud. Yeah. Like if there's anything I read this book, Man's Search for Meaning, I'm sure you've read it too. By Vic- no? Oh, you love it. Okay. By Victor Frankel. I read it when I was backpacking and it's uh, how he survived the Holocaust was to serve a purpose larger than himself. Okay. And I, I always joke slash not joke that I found purpose before profit. Yes. And being that I'm so proud of my work and and how it seems to have impacted people. Mm-hmm. I want to love what I do. And people go, oh my God, you must love what you do. And I haven't, it, you yeah. know, I haven't for a while. I felt really purposeful. I'm proud of what I do, but I also want to enjoy yeah. it. And and it's funny, some people are like, I don't know if they use the word happy or fun, but I, I'm not looking to be happy or have fun in, in work. I find what thrills me in work life is being purposeful and being energized or Mm -hmm. not even energized because I do find my work depleting energized in the way of like that that tingly sensation where you're like you feel excitement yeah like you're really where you should be doing what you should be doing and you're living ignited is a better word ignited love that yeah I feel I want to feel ignited and purposeful in my work 
happy would be like you and I going to the beach and chilling and yeah. just having girlfriend time. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to like be happy or have fun. If I if I happen to be happy, fine. It's like a bonus. You know what the funny thing is? Everyone is going around always being like, everything has to serve every purpose. Yeah. And that's not true. It's the same thing with relationships. Yeah. A relationship can't be everything. You know, it can't be yeah. all I think about this. Yeah. You know, and we put so much stock into relationships, into vacations, into the place that we live, whatever it is. Yeah. It has to hit all these marks. Yeah. And that's not realistic. And similar to the conversation we are having earlier about these women saying, oh, I need to have it all. No. Like... There's certain things that you can have and there's other things that you need to like make compromises on yeah. balance. Yeah. Partner with someone, whatever it might look like. Like we have this yeah. vision. Yeah. And work is one of those visions that people are like, it needs to fulfill all these things. Yeah. You're no, it needs to fulfill like the two or three most important things for you. Yeah. And if it does those things. I love that word ignited. Yeah. And it's literally based on what you were just saying, you know? Yes, like you want to feel driven and passionate about what you do and you know, your specific thing yeah. ignited. That's great. Yeah. As long as it fulfills that, that is wonderful. But I always tell people, you're going to change as a human. Yeah. So the thing that maybe ignited you two years ago, four years ago, five years ago, 100%. That's going to change. And that, that's okay. That. Yeah. That's what's going on for me right now. Because when I first started podcasting, it was very, I felt ignited. Mm-hmm. And then for the past few years, I haven't mm-hmm. felt that. What's it mean? Should I quit podcasting? And at one point I started doing video and then my editor was like, you've never done video. Mm. Try not doing video. Maybe that's what's throwing you off. And I turned off the video. I definitely, that helped. Yeah. I'm like in this new chapter. Mm-hmm. I used to stand or maybe I still do. Who knows what I do? For years, I would stand doing my podcast. I really liked it. I would channel um, Steven Tyler and like Aww. WWE like wrestling announcers. Yeah. And I would picture like I'd have all the like imaginary rib- yeah. ribbons around the mic stand up. My guests would be standing and I'd be like, welcome to the podcast, right? And it's like so authentic and fun and channels these personal things to me. And I'm like, wait, but who am I as a podcaster if I'm not doing this thing that I've always done? And like, what's the story? I'm t- like, everything yeah. feels so lost. And I just I have this hope. And I think in talking to you that it's not lost forever because it feels scary. Like, I have no idea for professional terms and in the industry that you work in what kind of content creator I am anymore. Those are signs, right? And I think people are always in this area of like, I need to know the answer. And it's like, no, you don't. You can allow yourself to find the answer. And the only way you're going to do that is exactly what you're doing right now. You're trying it and you're sitting. You can try it when you're standing. You can try it on a different day. Like you're allowing yourself to figure out like, is this still the thing and the medium that serves me? If it isn't, that's okay. Yeah. And maybe you're going to figure out like, oh, actually, if I walk and talk with someone, I'm going to like that more. Yeah. Or if we're sitting on a couch together, that's going to be a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. If Or maybe it's like a panel host thing where it's yeah. you and one person, but it's you and three people, whatever. Yeah. Like. It you could look like anything. It can look like anything. And there's, you know, there's the like diary of a CEO. There's all these people who have their their style yeah. set up. But I think of even just all these other hosts where there's like two hosts and three panelists and like whatever that could look like. Yeah. I think allowing yourself to play and just have fun with the format is the best thing you can do. Yeah. There was a little while why I did a podcasting in the park. Oh, I love that. Like, I interviewed Tyler Dank, the founder oh, of Beehive, great. like, 
when he had just started behind podcasting in the park. And so I took him on this. It was this unintentional hike. Yeah. Like I wasn't trying to take him on a hike. I just mapped the thing out wrong and yeah. we were huffing and puffing. It was very <laughs> funny. I really liked podcasting in nature. What I didn't like was the variables, right. meaning uh, driving to a location and parking and then getting all my gear set up, right? So one of the right. things I like about podcasting here is I like that somebody has everything set up for me and I yeah. can like walk in. So I, I think I need to continue the experiment. I need yeah. to just... Be okay that what was may not continue to be. Mm-hmm. Something I'll also throw out there, hearing how just like you you lit up, just talking about the park and all that stuff. Yeah. I would say there's a park nearby. You should do your like green room moment there and record some like behind the scenes, goofy questions, goofy yeah. things. Get them on a swing set. Whatever it is, like yeah. get them out of their comfort zone. Like, just let them be in a state of play and yeah. something really random and quirky. Yeah. And then come over here to, to actually film mm-hmm. and shoot. And already you've, like, let your guard down. Interesting. So it's not like, okay, introduce yourself. And then suddenly that you're, like, in this, yeah. you know, mode. But you're like, let's just... Because different people are going to need different levels of, like, take down your shell. Like, yeah. Relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so serious. And it's so whatever. And there's yeah. microphones and cameras and lights and all that kind of stuff and you're okay i need you to relax a little bit yeah like, let's just take down this barrier for a minute there was a podcast host that i used to work with and i adore amazingly and wonderfully that would record in a recording studio yeah like a music recording studio yeah. and the green room was like the studio so you could go play with drums or whatever while you're waiting to be oh, interviewed cool. it was just so fun yeah okay great i'll see you in a bit i'm just gonna play with these drums and i'll come over and it was fun. That's so. Cool. It just allowed you to just let your guard down a little bit. Like it's even as like we're talking right now. Like I didn't do. I've done zero percent of what I normally do, which is nice. It feels liberating. Yeah. And also in my head, I I have like you're fucking up. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You haven't asked these questions. This isn't how the interview's supposed to go. So like I'm having the conversation I want to have, but I feel like this isn't the conversation I'm supposed to be having. Whatever the conversation you need to have is the most important conversation. I think sometimes we get into our heads of what needs to be talked about. But then when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is what needs to be talked about. Whatever is coming out right now is what needs to be happening. I have the whole, what is it? Not Jekyll and Hyde, but the whole oh, yeah, back and forth. Yeah, in my head, you haven't talked about her company or her come up in tech. Or like you haven't talked about this and you haven't brought up this L.A. thing and you didn't do the the blah, blah, blah at the beginning. And like, you know, like it's just. I'm your friend. We're going to see each other a lot. So that you come back. Anytime. Anytime. I promise. Anytime. This the most important thing now is having just like a genuine conversation and just like feeling good. Because there's even moments. Not many, thankfully. Yeah. The majority of this conversation has felt so authentic. And then I feel the moments where I'm like trying to be. Like podcast question mode, you mean? Yeah. And then and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Pull it back. Yeah. And then and then hearing you say like I'll come back and I'll do Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like, okay. Yeah. Relax. Relax. I live so close. I'm gonna see you often. But I know we're both so busy. I will make time for you. I will always make time. And I feel like this conversation is really important. And this is going to sound super podcastery, but I mean it. Like, because we are in the creator economy, Mm -hmm. 
age and I bet so many people have this struggle and no one's talking about it they're just like everyone's like I want to be a YouTuber and it's Popeyes you know and this conversation that we're actually having is actually is meaningful to someone listening I have the privilege and honor of like knowing your background and how incredible you are and all these things and I like want them to know it too but this surface love of like who are you in tech what is your job and what's your job description yeah. it's just like so fucking boring to me to at everyone the to all of us no I think there's a lot of us that feel the exact same way come on there's a lot would love to know yeah there's all a curiosity of, of course a hundred percent everyone's curious about what everyone's up to and doing but I think at the more core of it what actually is going to serve people is for them to like look inward and see how they're feeling you know, everyone's at a different level. Whoever's listening to this is going to be at a different level in their life. Maybe yeah. they're starting in tech. Maybe they've been in tech for many years. Maybe they stepped away and are coming back. Yeah. And the more important question, similar to you, people are, look to you and they're like, oh, she has podcasting down. She's the queen of We Are LA Tech. Oh, it makes me feel so much pressure. No, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people feel the exact same way where they have this like title. They have this identity associated with yeah. them. And there's this inability to step away from this identity because that's what's attributed to them yeah and when it starts not feeling authentic or maybe they want to make a change or maybe yeah. they're like I, i'm not feeling it right now yeah it's hard to step away from it because like again we have this thing in our mind where we're like everyone knows me for this give that everyone expects this of me that and so many people feel this way like i'm I, supposed to be asking you all these tech questions right and i'm not because and that's the thing like you, we're forcing ourselves to do things that don't serve and I've seen it with artists who, you know, will try to make music in a specific way because, like, that's what the industry is going towards. And yeah. we have to add, like, auto-tune and this is the vibe and it needs to be more poppy and blah, blah, blah. And then the minute that the industry changed, they're like, that's not what we want from you. We want this. And you're like, oh, if I just did what I wanted to do and if I allowed myself to just, like, change course. We saw it with Beyonce when she created her most recent album and everyone's like, why is there these elements in here? This doesn't feel authentic to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. If Beyonce can't even decide what she wants to do, how can the rest of us there, you know, and she has like awards after awards and yeah. queen of all these different things. And yet the minute she does something different, everyone freaks out. Mm. So to all the rest of us, what chance do we have? And I think the biggest thing coming out of this conversation is we need to allow ourselves the grace to do the things that feel good now. Don't hold off. Don't push yourself to do something that feels uncomfortable or not authentic anymore. We are meant to change. Industries change so much. Allow yourself to like evolve. Yeah, I just don't even know. To me, evolving mm-hmm. looks like being as good as Alexandra Cooper and Stephen Bar. I wish I knew if it was Bar Barrett or Barlett. It's what it's called Diary Man. Diary, Diary Man. Man. Yeah, I want to be that good. Mm-hmm. But also, they didn't start off being that good, you know? Yeah, but I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Like you said earlier, podcasting has changed so much. And everyone has gone in such different directions. Like, you know, you have armchair experts and all these are different yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like sticks to it. There's comedians running podcasts yeah, yeah, now yeah. and all that stuff. So the way that podcasts look is so different now. yeah. And I even think of like Howard Stern back in the day. Yeah. Radio host. Yeah, yeah. Questions and all that stuff. 100% amazing interviewer. Amazing. But again, everyone is so different. And I think the 
biggest thing is like figuring out who you want to be. That I don't know. Okay, I had these phone calls the other day. Mm. And I say this with gratitude and from a humble place. People seem like they really want to know me, which yes. trips me out because like I am, I mean, you actually know me. Yeah. I'm like super nerdy and socially awkward. And I find it bizarre mm-hmm. that people get excited to talk to me. I'm like, actually, like, <laughs> why? Like, you know, like I'm so weird. <laughs> but that's beautiful, you know, that's amazing. And I think it also allows all these other amazing tech humans to be like, okay, great. I can be weird. I can be quirky. I can be nerdy and I can be uncomfortable in situations. Great. Like, I guess. I'll need that almost like a I'm an extroverted person. Yeah. So I recognize when I bring people who are introverted to different spaces, they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to walk out of this depleted. Yeah. But I, I have to turn it on for this moment. Yeah. And it fascinates me because I'm like, oh, that's not, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. So it's interesting to see people say like, oh, for me, it's work. It yeah. is an energy shift that yeah. I have to show up in a certain way. Yeah. But not a lot of people talk about that. They like come into a place of networking or space. Yeah. Can I be my nerdy, weird self? Like, do you? Can I? And to your extent where it's like, yes, you can be. It's People funny. want to know it. It's funny when I go into like a, a network kind of situation, mm-hmm. I feel really uncomfortable. And I'll just say, hi, I feel highly socially awkward right now. So if I come off any kind of way, it's because I'm very nervous talking, which is funny because it's opposite to like how I present. Right. Which is I'm a podcast. It's like, yeah, you're so... Anyway, so like people got so excited to talk to me. And the reason why I brought that up, I don't know what I stand, how I'm showing up for others in the way that like how in their perception I'm showing. I am so far removed from that. Like I don't see myself that way. Right. And so like I don't really get how I'm showing up for them. I almost wish people would like let me know so I could see what the common theme is. There's a quiz you can send to people. Wait, actually? Yeah. What do you mean? um, When I was a camp counselor, this is many years ago, but it was one of those things that I loved doing. They had us do this like quiz. Yeah. Send it to a bunch of your friends and people in your network. They recommend like, I think at least like 30 plus people. Yeah. And the people have to answer what they think of you. Yeah. And it's anonymous and there's different categories. Like, would you consider this person like quirky or funny? Would you consider this person like smart or inquisitive? Like whatever. There's all these things. And then it makes like a pie chart of what people, how people perceive you. Stop. And it's wonderful. You have to send me that. I'm going to send it yeah. to you. I remember getting mine and a lot of people thought I was funny. Really? I don't think I am. Stop. But it was one of those things like you don't realize how people perceive you mm. until you put it out there. And then you start seeing, and certain things you're like, oh, I, I can see that. And yeah. you're like, really? Because you, we don't know. Like we, we're hard on ourselves. The common line amongst a lot of humans is we're so hard on ourselves. Mm. We talk poorly to ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, don't think as highly of ourselves. And then again, the way other people receive you, they're like, I would never have guessed imposter syndrome. I would have never guessed like you're nervous. I would have never guessed that you don't like being in public spaces. Like, because we make these assumptions. Yeah. And social media, yes, plays a huge part to that. But also us having to show up in the world in certain ways also plays a part to that. Yeah. So my question to you would be, when you tell people like, hey, I'm socially awkward in a situation or I'm feeling uncomfortable in a situation, what is their response? Oh, they're usually pretty kind. They're yeah. kind. And then I feel like I could just be because right. they're aware. But so the reason I bring that all up is when we're saying, you know, discovering my my 
voice and how I want to be, that's the overwhelming. Like, okay, there's certain things I know right now as I'm like processing and reflecting and being really self-aware and attentive to. I like that I could walk in here and everything was set up. Yes. I like being in person. I like the conversation we're having because it's real. You and I would have this conversation without mics. It's really nice and energizing. I don't feel depleted by this conversation. Yeah. I like that guests coming later that you can meet. And as well as every guest, I like them meeting in between. It's like my favorite. Mm -hmm. I like that. As I'm sitting here, this right now feels exciting to me. Like I feel ignited. I also trust that this type of conversation, because it's I'm allowing myself to be so open and vulnerable publicly that I think a lot of people can specifically in the creator business can benefit from them because creator burnout is real and like all this stuff. And it's just not really talked about it. Like usually the creator economy is really um, glamorized. And so the other side isn't talked about very often. So I'm like, okay. I feel good about this type of of conversation and how it could add value to a listener. So there's so many things. Still getting to those like deeper questions of like what motivates you, what what brings you, like what keeps you up late at night. Yeah. Uh, what is something that, you know, you look forward to in the next 10 years? Yeah. Uh, like those are things that are more like deeper. Of- I should maybe just ask, but I'm afraid if I ask those questions. Mm-hmm. I think people that I won't stay on. No, that I won't stay on topic. Oh, I see. That I won't do the thing. Yeah. Perform. Oh, right. Right, right. I think you will. I think you can like segment the portions. Maybe you can say, okay, it will be three questions that are very tech related. Three questions that are very like women related. And there's gonna be three questions where it's like, I want to know you as a human. Huh? Let's do that. And maybe that's just the levels of myself. I start out with like, let's give this person context. Yeah. And then what'd you say? You said like three questions about like you as a like woman in tech. Okay. Three of like you in the LA tech scene. Like, what does that look like? How did you, you know, if you want to hit those markers. Yeah. And then the next is like you as a human. What brings you joy? What scares you? What excites you? And it could be in your career. It could be in life. What are you hopeful for? Take that segmenting. Yeah. And then it allows you to like, when you get to the area where you can play around with it a little bit more, yeah. you don't have to be stressed because you're like, I got the things I needed. Yeah. So even if we cut it short or we stop at a certain point, these maybe can be sound bites that can be put into different areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. But like, you got the thing that you needed. And then you can also let the host know, like, or the guest know, okay, we, we got this part. We got this part. Let's have fun now. Relax. Yeah. Like, this is the time we can get goofy. Yeah. Don't take yourself too seriously for this part of the set, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you can segment it. And I think... Similar for guests, they're always like, oh, I hope I'm giving you everything you need. Mm. I'm, I hope I'm answering the questions that your audience needs. Like, yeah. you know, everyone is all in their heads about it. So if you let them know, like, okay, this is going to be the the segment where we're talking really about, like, career and drive and all that stuff. And in this area, we're just, like, having some fun and yeah. just getting more personal. Because it, it, it does feel good for people to know each other and to, to get the question, that, yeah. that last question of, you know, what do you feel like you're not doing well enough or that you feel you're dropping the ball in? Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. What do you feel you're dropping the ball in? Oh my gosh, so many things. I think I'm dropping the ball on like having fun. Um, you know, I know I need to do more of it. I was just... No, I was thinking I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I was off from Thursday to Sunday for a friend's wedding and typical Sara mode, 
I was like, I'll organize all the Ubers. I'll figure out all the locations. I'll, like, you know, I still kept that energy of like yeah. planning things. So come Monday, I was so depleted. And I was like, why am I so depleted? And I'm like, yeah. oh, because I didn't just like relax. Yeah. You know, like I was still in very much in like, okay, let's make sure we get all the meals. Let's, let's figure out where we're going here. What are we doing after the wedding? Because they're for a friend's wedding. Yeah. So like the pre-wedding planning and like ordering all the rides and making sure everyone got to where they needed. And, yeah. You know, ordering all the like Pedialytes and drinks yeah. and all yeah. things. And I was like, oh, I was still in organizer planning mode. Yeah. And so I'm trying to plan now Maui is burning and there's all that stuff happening in Hawaii. But I haven't turned on the news. I might not know. Maui's burning. A huge town just got wiped. What? Yeah. My best friend lives there. Oh, hopefully they're okay. I hope, yeah, after I was this interview, I'll call. Yeah. But my plan was to do a solo trip for five days in Hawaii. And I'm really excited for that. Because then it forces me to not plan things. Because for me, it's like when I'm around people, I want to care for them. Yeah. And I want to organize things and, you know, run the logistics and make it as simple as possible. So I'm excited to just have fun and relax. Yeah. So that's like what I'm excited for. But I notice that I don't do enough of that. I don't like this light. Is it in your... No. I feel like the light has to be on even though I don't yeah. have video. Yeah. Because I put the video camera on, which really is like an archive thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. It's also, I'm thankful that I'm wearing a hat, so I don't see the light. But I would think it would be uncomfortable if I saw the light. It feels like you have to do everything the right way. The only thing that has felt good is mm-hmm, this conversation. Trying is such a shitty place to be. Yes, but you learn a lot from trying. And you can play around and figure out what you don't like. To figure out what you don't like, you have to cross it off. You know, I want to turn off the light. Turn off. Yeah, let's do it. Even like unscrewing this and holding the mic in your hand. I saw Bobby Altoff doing that. Okay. Where her and Mark Cuban just like in our hand. Amazing. I think like experiment with it, play with it. Because the minute you start feeling more natural, you start clicking. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, that's the thing. And years ago, I felt, okay, so, Okay. First, it was so cool. Yeah. When I first started podcasting, there was this Kickstarter with mm-hmm. this thing called Snap. I think it was called Snap Recorder. All right. Feel, yeah. And it was like this box. I got it off a of Kickstarter, a soundproof box, like a mobile studio. I had a normal office and I put the bo- the sound boxes on the desk and people come in and people make jokes like we're we're in the box oh like we're not sitting inside the box it was so cute and one of my guests who became a we early tech member who's like amazing he ended up buying me more boxes so i had enough boxes Mm -hmm. that i wanted more people whatever it was so fun yeah so fun it was just us chilling like at a desk like this but with the boxes and yeah talking inside the boxes right then i got really lucky and I serendipitously found a podcast studio. Now, this is before podcasting was a thing at all. And so the people didn't really know what the room was for. I was like, oh, this is a soundproof room. This is fucking oh amazing. Like, I need yeah. to have this. And they hadn't opened the building yet. They had just, like, got the building, not sure what to do with it. So they gave me this room. I mean, I paid for it. But they gave me this room at the time, a lot better rate that I could have gotten anywhere else. Yeah. And it had the glass thing where you could see through And it had, like, tapestries all over the wall. And I felt like a rock star. I was like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. And so all these experiences, podcasting felt, like, exciting and cool and, like, something. And now I just feel 
I've just showed up for almost 10 years, so I got to make sure to keep showing up. Yeah. But that's not why I used to show up. Right. And being proud of my work is to, I'm still proud of it, my work and my why. So, so that hasn't dissolved. The in-between is frustrating me. I'm so happy we turned the fucking lights off. It's off. It feels so comfortable. It's like so much better. Yeah. And I'm not like thrilled. I mean, I do think where we are is like a 1.0. Yeah. This is very corporate chairs. I don't like the way the stickers look on it. I feel like things look janky. But that's the beautiful thing. The minute you start playing around with those levers, yeah. Oh, this feels right. And this feels right. Like you're almost like setting the pieces in motion. Like already being in the space, like I was telling you, having this ability to get coffee and like a sitting area, like that already starting to feel great. Yeah. Having the Thursday routine is already starting to feel great. Yeah, the Thursday routine feels great because I'm just like, these five hours are yes. when I podcast, so yes. I don't have to feel like I'm constantly In having to on. be extroverted. And then I, I also have plan out my recharge. Mm-hmm. And at first thinking that Stretch Live before this was a terrible idea, I actually now think that that's... A, I was almost going to switch it to Monday, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, no, it like actually was an energy cleansing yeah. so I could show up well. You see, and those are the things that I think are so important. Every amazing major artist, like sometimes we get their writers and I'm like okay yeah um but they had their routine yeah where they're this amount of time before the show i can't do this yeah even with speakers like they'll have their routine the certain types of water they drink because they've figured out what works for them yeah and that's something that i always tell people figure out what works for you for me i'm an early bird yeah i love doing emails comms all that stuff early in the morning yeah because that's when i'm the most creative yeah that's when i'm the most like free yeah so i prefer it then anything that's like community related solving problems whatever is like my afternoon energy yeah but i have to do it in that order because for me it feels good and i've had to figure it out the hard way where i'm like oh why am i not being creative at 5 p.m i'm like oh it's because i'm feeling depleted like i don't have the creative energy at 5 p.m i've already like expand like just like put it out on so many different things yeah by by the time 5 p.m rolls around i'm like i just want to do like administrative things yeah or things that are just like i don't have to think about it as much and i think for every single person we're all like that yeah, we all have like there's I have friends who at 11 p.m. They're like, this is my creative hour and they want to work from 11 to 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Like figure what that is. It's like, yeah, figure out my own independent operating manual mm-hmm. and not what it works for everyone else. Like everyone has to figure out what works for them. Yeah, this has been good. I could yeah. I could say that having a conversation that matters to me mm-hmm. feels like, yeah, I love podcasting. Yeah, it's funny. As you know, I think you know, doesn't anyway, Tony Shea, who has since, you know, moved on to another plane, was a, a friend of mine and important to me. He ran Zappos. And I remember we got together and I had built my action sports company. And one of the reasons I wanted to be an entrepreneur was to reinvent the American educational system. I I just felt like there were a lot of injustices. And I was like, well, in order to reinvent the American educational system, I have to become really wealthy and I have to have a lot of influence because that's the way I'm going to have the relationships where I could make an impact in this philanthropic way. And T and I were sitting somewhere and it was years into my journey and I no longer had this desire to reinvent the American educational system. Mm. And I was feeling really frustrated because I felt like I needed to keep doing that because that's why I started. And that I also like sought out and told people whatever I I told them, family members or whatever, like this is my life purpose and this is why I'm doing stuff. So therefore I couldn't change it, right? Mm. And 
Tony was like, I give you permission to want new things. Oh. He's like, I give you permission to like be okay that what you wanted in the past was the past and you can you can I give you permission to like let it go and and do something like it be okay for you to want different things now mm-hmm. and I needed that permission you know yeah and I feel like this is in a more microwave that same kind of thing where I loved the way I did this podcast for several years and now I don't want to keep doing it the way I've been doing it and I don't know what the new looks like right but it's like this conversation I feel like is that air of giving me permission right to explore new things and the permission to allow yourself to do whatever you want. Yeah. There is no right or wrong. The only thing that matters is that it feels good because that's the only way it's going to be sustainable. Yeah. So always checking in with ourselves. And again, what felt good 10 years ago, five years ago is going to be different. Yeah. People change, you know, technology changes. Just allow yourself to play. Yeah. And that's what I was doing with the podcasting in the park, but then the logistics there that, you know, didn't feel right. And even things like the luxury of having, you know, Karina at the front of bioscience welcoming me in guests. And then, like you said, the coffee. But there's so many things that, like, feel so good here. Mm -hmm. And, like, Dave is such a lovely human who runs Bioscience LA. And I think that's the best thing. I always love making lists. Yeah. Because it helps me reflect. And I just list like, oh, what are the things that feel good? Yeah, what feels good, good, what doesn't feel good? You know, at the end of the day, you can like, I would do this for events all the time. After every event, I would have a little like with our whole team. Yeah. Okay, what worked, what didn't work? Yeah. What felt good, what didn't feel good? Yeah. And then once you can see like what felt good, great. Let's try to replicate that. Yeah. Didn't feel good. What about it didn't feel good? Yeah. Like, was it something that was in our control? Yeah. Or was it something that was like, that was way out? Nobody could have predicted this. Totally. Completely out of our control. Great. But it's something that's like, oh, it was in our control for next time we should do X. Yeah. I remember we, I've launched a lot of venues in LA. So when Grand Park first opened, we did the first events there. Yeah. When the block in downtown opened, we did the first events there. And we learned a lot. Yeah. We did the first event and we're like, oh, there's a problem with only having one bar and having like 2,000, 4,000 people at this place. We need to have four bars in the op. Like, you know, you learn those things. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let's fix it. Let's do it differently so it feels better. Yeah. And then the second time you do it, you're like, that feels a lot better. Yeah. That, that feels good. And then you do it again and you're like, what's off here? Yeah. And now you're like, okay, actually without the lights, it feels really nice. Yeah. Great. I think a couch or whatever. I think yeah. where I'm, uh, yeah. I would also get like incense, a candle, light. Would yeah, I actually do it. all those things? Yeah. Yeah. You're so, Yeah. Just make the space feel as homey and comfortable. And have the conversations I want to have. Yes. I care so much about the listener. I'm not yeah, doing this for me. but that's, And also doing it for me. But I'm... I would segment I'm it. I'm so scared. Yeah. I like your segmenting idea. Yeah. Be like, okay, what are the, the, the five important things I always want to make sure to ask? Yeah. And you can order it in different ways. Or like maybe I'll save that for the end and middle, whatever. Yeah. But just have fun. Yeah. Because like I even think of some of the podcast episodes I've listened to where I'm like, oh, this was interesting. Like there was one recently with, I think it was like, was it Jay Shetty? The guy who does Spider-Man. Toby Maguire? No, the more recent Spider-Man. Oh, I don't know. Tom Holland, I think. Okay. I say kid, he's like in his like yeah. mid, mid-20s. He talked about like not drinking anymore. He was very vulnerable about like how Hollywood isn't his vibe. Yeah. He just wants to live in 
like the countryside, yeah. just chill. And the industry is not the vibe for him. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful because I think a lot of times we expect artists to like, tell us about your movie and tell us yeah, about yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yes, people want to hear that. Like, okay, let's hear about your career and like how fulfilled are you and all these different things. But more importantly, it's like, okay, but does it serve you? Because everyone looks at that and they're like, oh, that's the sign of success. Yeah. You've done these huge movies. You've amassed a huge following. You blah, like have all the yeah. little accolades, which a lot of people fit in that category, you know? Yeah. But let's get to that question. Let's hear that interesting thing, especially if people haven't listened to yeah, the podcast yeah. with you on it. Great. Let's get the, the, yeah. the basics. But then let's dive deeper. Yeah. And that's when you can be like, okay, now we're doing the fun part. Now we, we've done the housekeeping. Yeah. We've done the things that the must ask. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, let's the let's do the like I want to ask. Yeah. You all are about to listen to Liz entering in our conversation, which is a kind of continuing forward with what Sarah and I have been talking about. And there's an energy and change. Well, it, how did how did you say it, Liz? That was an energy and change. There's an energy and change. And Liz really brought that to today. Liz, so everybody has context. They're about to listen to what we just talked about. Can you share with them a little bit about who you are and what you do so they know and where to connect with you? So, And then also make sure to tune in to her official interview, which will air uh, the next episode after this one. Hi, I'm Liz. Thank you guys for having me. It's my first time on a podcast. I was super excited. I'm an engineer and a designer. I worked in tech for about five years now, and I have now just started my entrepreneur journey. I build a bunch of cute little fun apps, uh, so a bit of an indie hacker, I guess. And I where to follow me? I'm engineer girlfriend on TikTok and eng girlfriend on Twitter. Awesome. And where are you based in LA? I live on the West Side, so Venice. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of our conversation on redefining and defining what it means to be a creator and feel fulfilled by it. I've been podcasting for 10 years, an audio podcast, and I've been feeling bored by it, bored by asking the same questions, having the same conversation, especially because when I first got into podcasting, the startup and tech landscape was different. I built the first action sports social network. Everything was so rare and like a treasure land and now i feel like every conversation i was telling sarah is about ai and elon musk like that's all people talk about you know what i mean and i'm just like i don't want to like i i'm just not trying to have these surface level like what's your role and like kind of like a follower kind of conversation like what's your role what do you do what's your strategy i don't i don't know it's boring so we were talking about how being vulnerable and connective Sars, it, it sounds like in your work, what you want is two things. You want to feel vulnerable and you want to feel ignited and you want to feel connected. Those three words. And I was like, yes, exactly. And I'm n- I haven't been feeling that in the podcast for a while. And and so we talked about letting go of what I've been up until now and then creating what's new to come and and that I don't know what that is yet. And I was really nervous with with you coming in because... I want to like love our conversation. So I didn't want to have the the conversations I've been having because I've felt this like stagnant energy and I and I was so excited for you to come in and I wanted to feel ignited to you Sarah's road by the conversation. I was like I don't know how to do that anymore. I've been doing this for so many years. I don't know what it looks like. So Sarah and I just had 
a completely off the cuff conversation interview we were just talking and i just pressed record knowing i'm i'm a very vulnerable business person so i was like you know what i just i already know in my head and i didn't even have my headphones on i was like i i didn't even know how the audio quality was but i was like i know that i'm okay with this conversation going public so we had this amazing conversation about being creator and about creator burnout and about rediscovering yourself and letting go what was and redefining what's new. And then I was sharing with her, I'm afraid that when my next guest comes, you, that, that I have to be proper again and I can't feel ignited and I just have to ask the same questions because that's what's expected of me. And she's like, well, what if, what if you don't? And I was like, wait, I have an interesting idea. I was like, what if we like bring her into this like conversation about vulnerability and redefining ourselves? And so, yeah, this is kind of like just the first the first 10 minutes that we'll get into like the proper the the proper thing. But if anything, I wanted to bring you on in this very beginning to share with you what I just experienced and bring you into that vulnerable pathway because I didn't it felt so good. I didn't want to like shut it off and then just be a robot. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I feel like the podcasts I listen to long term are more conversation styles, like yeah. conversation model that yeah. you're talking about, I think, rather yeah. than the systematic interview where it's the same every time. It's just the guest is different. Yeah. Makes sense that it's like not super engaging for you because you've been doing it for so long and the questions are the same. Yeah. And you do interview essentially a very similar profile of people yeah yeah it probably did get stale over time yeah Yeah. years something that esri said that i was curious about and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this i've worked in tech for so many years you've done podcasting and been in tech for so many years i think we all come to this point of like oh there's a redundancy or i'm feeling like a little burnt out or is this still the thing that i want to be doing yeah do i want to be doing it differently but this is now my identity and you get like wrapped up in it a little bit. Do you feel that way? Have you ever felt that way? Where you're like, oh, I'm very in it now. What I notice about tech is it really forces you to converge on stereotypes. When I first started working in tech, everyone told me you have to pick a lane between, for example, being a designer and an engineer. Yeah. And even just that constraint in itself just felt like I wasn't being true to myself mm-hmm. and I couldn't actually do what I wanted to do. And it got to the point where, like, my manager was essentially like, unless you pick, you're not going to get your promo. And it really is, I think, like, the convergence, and you're saying this about everyone talking about the same stuff, happens just, I think, all throughout just because it's getting so big that the growth is forcing all the topics to become mainstream, essentially. Right. Yes. (laughs) That. That. Yeah. So how did you go about dealing with that? When you have this person say, you need to pick a lane, you need to be this version of yourself versus like a whole version of yourself. What was that conversation like? Uh, (laughs) So I'm a kind of a spontaneous uh, compulsive person. So I really jumped in the deep end and quit my job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That sounds like something I would do. (laughs) I jumped around jobs a lot more than I think normal people would have in my years of experience. And each time I've essentially gone smaller. So 
I started working at Snap as my first job, and then I went to a startup, and then I started doing my own consulting business. So every time it's been smaller just because it was kind of hard to like operate in a rigid model. And now that I'm fully free-floating, as I describe it, I feel like it's fun employment because it's actually fun. <laughs> but uh, Talking about the word fun, what makes it fun for you? It's kind of just like a complete model shift like mental model shift to actually own every part of what you work on and that the work you do is not for someone else or for like another company which the companies at one point all start to feel like just like a large machine yeah doesn't really care about you so it's the ownership that i think is super mentally engaging right but that in itself definitely has so many like other challenges too where like just being completely unconstrained is also an environment where it's hard to define yourself right yeah it's interesting like the creative freedom i feel that too it's the thing i appreciate most of being an entrepreneur is yeah creative freedom i think you also see it maybe you felt this way like you see it a lot in startups versus like more established companies because in a more established company they need you to stick to one lane and do this one thing well. You're a cog in this engine and you just need to do this thing so the whole engine keeps like going. Yeah. And then in the startup, you can play and own different things and you can evolve as a company evolves and you can wear many different hats, which I think is beautiful. And it allows you to have that creativity. It allows you to have that ownership. It allows you to be a designer and on the engineering side, it allows you to be both things. Um, did you feel like good in the startup world like doing that? Or were you still feeling like, oh, it needs to be even more? Because now you're doing the like freelancing and like mm -hmm. working with whoever you need to work with. Mm -hmm. So my one year stint in the startup world was, I think, uniquely defined by the fact that it was during the peak bubble. I was at the startup essentially 2021 to 2022. And that was more than the fact that I was at a tiny CC startup defined by just how much money and craziness was being thrown around by VC world and just everyone kept thinking like I just put money in the market and everything goes up that's how the stock market works right that's how everyone's talking and it was excitement to the degree where it almost felt not real and not genuine because there was specifically the startup I worked at had raised a very large seed and it was just one of those typical like hyper growth startups and it didn't feel genuine and that the purpose of the startup was to build hype and not build products or necessarily value and that was not exactly what I want to do as someone who's very passionate about products specifically like I'm an engineer and a designer so I spend my time building things yeah. not becoming kind of like a marketing machine necessarily so that's more why I left. I think the freedom was really great compared to working in a big tech company like Snap. However, it was just so defined by like what the VCs wanted at the Oh, God. I <laughs> so experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like that level of like ownership. And you see it at so many different levels, like big firm, startup being owned by VC startup in its early stages where it can be scrappy and fun and MVP and then just like working and doing whatever you want, consulting and jumping yeah. on all these different things. So fascinating. I think that I think the takeaway from um from, you know, what we're talking about and having Liz on on this little mini segment is um 
is as a creator, we get to own our creative process. Like there doesn't have to be a right or wrong. I don't have to have the lights on. We had the lights on above you before. And I I was like, I don't like them. We turn them off. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I don't have to do video just because like everybody's like, oh, you have to have a video of your podcaster. I'm like, okay, I've been podcasting for years and audio. It's fine. I don't need to have video. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. and take a cold shower to succeed. You know, like you were men effect. So my God. But you have to post on Instagram. Oh, yeah, (laughs) total. Exactly. So I just think that ownership, ownership of our creative freedom Mm -hmm. is um, even the idea, Sarah, of like, I've never had a co-host and I've invited you, you know, for Liz's official interview to co-host. I'm like, wait, this is going to be really fun. I've never I've never co-hosted anything in my life. This is so fun. This is it's like a great yeah. time. Co-hosting? Yeah. You have never co-hosted ever. <laughs> She's hosted a million, a million talks, a million podcasts. Oh, I, I on all. I've published over a thousand episodes. Right. Yeah. So that I've hosted. Yeah, but I've never co-hosted. And like, she knows this because I've told her this a bunch. I've always admired her hosting abilities so much. So I'm like, hey, do you think you could host this in this for me? Like if I'm out of town or something? She's like, I got you, you know? <laughs> But I've never had a co-host. I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to get to experience if I having a co-host, you know, like everything is. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And I I think I see this a lot with engineers and I'm so thankful I got into tech. Because before tech, I was in politics and politics is notorious for never changing. Um, But with tech, everything changes so fast. You iterate, you, Mm -hmm. you, you learn something, you see what's not working, you find a data point. And then you iterate from there. Yeah. And I think there's a beauty in that. And I love engineers for that because they're like, what's working? This is working great. This isn't working. Fix it. And it's just like, you just do the thing that needs to be done. I don't know if you ever feel this way in the career path that you're in. Like you just fix the things that need to be fixed. You design in a way that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, you change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, well, that's completely true for engineers. And I think there's just even on a simpler level, there is a lot of energy in just having constant change. So one like example would be all the big tech companies, they roll out a pretty big design change about once every one to two years. Yeah. And it's not really because the previous design was not working. It's just because there's pure energy in the change. Mm-hmm. And that just reinvigorates the product yo <laughs> what is that the theme energy in the chain energy in the chain igniting at all phases yeah wow. i love that and it just keeps it fun and fresh even if it's just it's not that it's objectively better it's just different you know <gasps> because i was feeling this desire to change was like a failure Mm-mm. change is the one constant in life like that is something that is especially that I didn't know what I wanted or still don't exactly know what I want to change into. I just know I don't want it to be what it's been. And so it's been it feels faily. Hmm. Well, that's, I think, an interesting question to think about. What is a change you've had in your life recently? Recently? Yeah. I guess this is related to what we were talking about earlier, but I just started posting on TikTok, which has been kind of a crazy experience it's only been about four months and I am dabbling in having like an audience and stuff because as an entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur, you know, that is basically like one of the most important things nowadays. Like doesn't 
I mean, it's cool to be able to build things, but you need to get what you're building in front of people. And the whole content creation, being a creator mindset is so different from being a in-house person, such as a designer or engineer. So that's been a big change. And as you're talking about like creator stuff, I feel like to the like smallest degree, I can relate to what you're talking about because I've been experiencing it for the last few months. That, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So now that you're on TikTok and you're doing it, what have you learned from like the first thing you posted to now? TikTok is, it has been a crazy roller coaster. It has given people growth that is just basically impossible to see on any other social media platform because that's really what they built the company around. And my account, which is overall small, but it's been going really, really well. And I realized that posting or what I've, I guess, learned that's new is that you can make boring content fun if you just frame it in a unique way. So I post educational and kind of humorous tech content, which you would think is really boring for TikTok. Like, you know, you you go on your For You page and it's usually like dancing videos or cooking videos, something like that. But if you find your community in TikTok, essentially everyone calls it finding your niche, then the, the community and like the connections you get with your audience is just very, very strong. And I think that's why um, people are just so into that. Remind me, and if we forget, remind me to introduce you to my friend Kat. She has a TikTok and she talks about chemistry and she has fun with it, like how you're talking about. It. I think you both would probably enjoy knowing one another because it sounds like you're creating similar content in different industries and you could just like riff. And I think she just got to 10,000 TikTok followers or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to connect and collaborate with more amazing, amazing talent in the LA Tech community, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at wearelatech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Sara Mangesha from Creator Now, head of community. Creator Now is a learning platform and community made by creators for creators based in Santa Monica. And you are listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, I'm Liz Ha. I'm building a social productivity app called Todoi. Todoi is a social productivity app where you make to-do items and you can take a picture to mark it as complete and you can follow your friends and see them being productive and get motivated. I'm based in Venice. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.